Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We're back in better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, and we will be jam-packed all day today. The season's over. The championship game is tonight. The coaching carousel is spinning. So much to do, so little time. Let's do this. Here we go! Only one place to start. Well, the only place to start, obviously, is with the end of the NFL's regular season yesterday, a day that was different from any other for so many reasons. And my buddy Ryan Clark, good enough to hang out after Get Up this morning, despite the fact that you made it clear on Twitter yesterday that you are frustrated with me on behalf of Steelers fans everywhere. I probably shouldn't do this show. Mm, Yeah. uh, Because I don't even get paid for this one. This one's purely based on relationship. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you would even ask me <laughs> after what your team did to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Greeny, one, I've never rooted for the Jets before, but mm. yesterday, obviously, I was. If yeah. they win and the Patriots lose, then, then we have an opportunity, the Steelers, to get into the playoffs. And I'm watching this defense, and I'm like, man, the Dolphins are never going to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do with explosive players like Garrett Wilson is just get the football in the end zone one time, and you probably win. And y'all couldn't do that, Greeny? No. Yeah. I mean, you know, didn't like a couple of years ago y'all had the second pick in the draft yeah. and you get a quarterback? Yeah. Uh, look at like Trevor Lawrence, the guy that's picked right before him is doing pretty good, Greeny. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's not what's happening in New York. And we fought so hard to be back in it. And we ask you for one little thing. Yeah. Tyreek a little beat up. Tua's not playing. No Raheem Mostert. And still can't get it done, huh? No. I mean, candidly, every team in the NFL would have beaten Miami yesterday, except the Jets. Uh, th- that, look, the Jets, and, and as I tweeted back, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown in a month. They haven't won Yo. a game since Thanksgiving. Believe me, I feel worse than you do. And, and it, was, it was about as depressing a finish when you consider that the season ended with Joe Flacco in a, in a, in a meaningless road game. The Jets couldn't even put that second pick in the yeah. draft on the field. It's as depressing yeah. as anything could possibly be. I guess I didn't even think about that part, though, Greeny. It's a meaningless game. Put him out there if, if you believe he can at least be an option for your quarterback of the future, and that wasn't even part of it's it. It's a terrible sign yeah. that you couldn't even put him on yeah. the field yesterday. Okay, so anyway, that was the Twitter fun that RC and I had yesterday. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you will love. Visit Progressive.com slash careers. We would be remiss if we did not start with a moment on the opening kickoff in Buffalo yesterday. You know, you've been playing the sport all your life. I've been covering the sport all of my adult life. I've never seen anything exactly like that. I don't even know exactly how to describe it. I'm trying to think back to something we've ever seen happen that way so immediately. Yeah. Right, like uh, maybe sometimes they the, the team wins the game, and you could say that part of winning the game was the energy. But for it to be the first play since DeMar Hamlin's injury, for it to be three years and three months since this team had a kickoff return for a touchdown, I also believe that not only we, as in you and I, Greeny, 
But the Buffalo Bills also understood how special that was. When yeah. you see a guy like Josh Allen, who has been a tremendous leader throughout this entire week, tear up in the post-game press conference, it's because he felt the spirituality of the moment. And I think that that was a moment for all of us who love this game and who get to talk about it for a living that we said, you know what? Now we can get back to football. I, I believe there were some, there, there would have been for me at least, some nerves surrounding the first play in a Buffalo Bills game after what we saw. And for that to be the first play, and I guess Naheem Hines was never in, in danger of getting injured because he wasn't even touched. No, it, it, it was, it, I, there's really no way to analyze it. I mean, it, it, it was yeah. the kind of thing that if, if you submitted it in a script in Hollywood, people would say, nah, that's unrealistic. Like, <laughs> right. That would never actually happen. Right. There's no way they run the opening kickoff yeah, back for a yeah. touchdown in the first game. So that every now and again, the impossible happens. In the meantime, You've got. I feel like we've got three big teams in the AFC now. Buffalo goes in, and look, yeah. not having played that game on Monday night, we all understood that it is by no means the most important part of the story, right. but it is a significant event. Huge. That Cincinnati, they didn't get a chance to be ahead of Buffalo maybe and be the two seed, and maybe more importantly, Buffalo doesn't get a chance to be the one seed. And so the reason that I'm kind of leaning Kansas City in the AFC, even though I think I like both of the other teams better – is that Kansas City, who are they going to have to play? They're going to get a yeah. bye, and then they're going to get Jacksonville or the Chargers. Right. Or some, while Buffalo and Cincinnati are on a collision course to play in the divisional round, that is a much tougher path. Listen, a, a ton of times it's, you know, and I hate to go kind of off track here, Greeny, but when I always talk about the power of the SEC yeah. and how difficult the SEC is, it's not because of the Alabamas and the Georgias. <laughs> it's because in between playing the Alabamas and the Georgias, you got to play the LSUs and you have to play the Tennessees now and the Floridas and all these really good teams. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of that attrition. Well, that's what the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have to deal with in back-to-back -back weeks. If you're Cincinnati and you have to go beat Buffalo, then you have to go beat Kansas City on the road. That's a difficult path. And the same for the Buffalo Bills with Cincinnati and Kansas City. And I do believe that that is, at least when you look at the Buffalo Bills, the huge negative you take away. Because it seems the league has at least said, we won't make you go play. Now, the league has said, we won't make you go play in Kansas City since you didn't get an opportunity to win or lose that game. Right. But the seeding is extremely important because of what it makes the road to the AFC Championship for you, and it's definitely difficult for those teams that are locked in at number two and three, which are the Bills and uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and to be clear, I'm not criticizing anyone. It just is the way it yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. It's the way it broke. I, I think they tried to make the best of the circumstances as they could, but what is left is the Bengals have an incredibly difficult road. They have to try and beat Baltimore in back-to-back -back weeks. Maybe Lamar plays this week. Then they would have to go to Buffalo, and then they would have to go to Kansas City. Yeah. I actually, I think Cincinnati's the best team. I think they're playing the best right now, and I yeah. think they're the best team. But it's very hard. If, if you're betting, you have to look at the probability yes. of things. They just have a harder road. No, it, it, it's difficult. And, and, you know, I think it was one of those things that as soon as we could finally breathe, after, and I shouldn't have used that word, after DeMar Hamlin, mm -hmm. we thought to ourselves, okay, what next, right? What now? And what was next was the decision that was handed down by the NFL of the way that they were going to handle things do going forward. And the first team or the loudest team was the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals were the team that said, okay, it shouldn't be a coin flip. 
if we lose to the Ravens. We, we, we shouldn't be stuck in number three. And it almost seemed that concessions were made for everyone else in the AFC mm-hmm. except for the Cincinnati Bengals, who had beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. And obviously with the Kansas City Chiefs winning, the 1-2 never came into play for them. And so it's going to be extremely difficult for them to win those three games and get back to the Super Bowl. But we watched them go on the road last year and win three very difficult games. This Mm -hmm. is a team that has completed this task. And so if you're Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to have to lean on that and those type of conversations about taking it week by week. And the first week starts with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, so I I know they were upset about it and – and we saw Joe Mixon with the you know coin the coin flip, flip celebration. Yeah. What I don't know for sure is would they have rested their guys if yesterday's game was meaningless? Be- because they had wrapped up by virtue of not playing Monday night. Yes. They had wrapped up the division. They were going to be the division champ. But as I think everyone knows, if Baltimore won yesterday, there was going to be a flip. coin flip for home field. Maybe because the Bengals didn't lose out on anything else really. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe they thought the best scenario here was to replay the game against Buffalo. Right. That wouldn't have worked for anybody. Yeah, I don't think I don't they believe think. that at all. No. So the only thing they really lose out on was that they had to play their guys yeah. yesterday. That, that's that's the only thing they lose in all of this. So I, I get that they didn't like the way it went, but. I don't think that it winds up costing them that much. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, in the NFC, what happened to the Cowboys? You and I were both sort of saying Friday, maybe they shouldn't play anybody. Yeah. This wound up being even worse is that they played everybody and they got obliterated by the commanders. They just look terrible. How do you explain that? Greeny, you know what I think we sometimes try to fool viewers and fans into believing? Yeah. That we get up for every game, mm. right? That, that every football game is seen the same. Huh. That when I'm playing the Baltimore Ravens and Ray Lewis and Ed Reed – I I feel the exact same way when I walk into the stadium when I'm playing the Cleveland Browns and Colt McCoy. Because it's actually not true. Huh. And, and you do attempt to trick yourself into it, though. And you say, you know what, I'm going to go out, I'm going to prepare the same way, I'm going to be the same way, it's going to be the same energy. Greeny, it's a reason that you see people on the sideline during the national anthem of the Super Bowl crying mm-hmm. when you haven't seen them cry the entire year. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the game means more. Right. Right. They, they, they feel differently about it. The energy is different. You're the Dallas Cowboys. You're playing a game that you and I both deemed meaningless before any games were played Sunday because we didn't expect that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to lose to the New York Giants. And they didn't. And so now you're, you're, you're preparing this game. And if I'm a player, I'm thinking the same way, Greeny. If I'm Trayvon Diggs, I'm like, man. They're going to beat them. The Giants aren't playing anybody. Right. Right. And so as I'm preparing for that that game, that's in my head. Then I'm playing Sam Howell, who is a, a, a first-time starter as a rookie. Right. And, and you're, you're the Dallas Cowboys, and you feel like you're a better team. You can just walk in there and win. And then you go out there and, and you poop a game away. Yeah. And so now you have to go watch that film. Now you have to prepare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, knowing that your last two outings against subpar teams – you were on the same playing field as them both literally and figuratively. And so heading into playing the GOAT, the greatest of all time, on his own home field with a team that has won a Super Bowl, you are now have shown that you aren't a team that can walk into stadiums based off of who you are and just win. You are a team that is undisciplined. You are a team that has seemed unprofessional in his preparation. And so now you got to go into that game in what is going to be probably the highest 
uh, pressure cooker of any team in the entire league and try to beat the greatest of all time, that's a very tough sell for the Dallas Cowboys. Greeny and RC. And a reminder, these teams played each other week one. I mean, I, so much has happened since then, it's hard to remember it. But Tampa Bay and, and Dallas opened the season against each other, and Tampa won 19-3. to um, So that nothing is lining up really well for Dallas here. But quickly, we talked about how wide open the AFC feels with so many good teams. I feel like there are really only two teams I could see. I would be, personally, I will be really surprised if either Philly or San Francisco don't wind up coming out of the NFC. Yeah, I I think it's those two teams by a long shot. Um, You know, you look at the Minnesota Vikings, the team that was able to win 13 games, the Dallas Cowboys who have won 12 games, and you want to say that those teams are in the conversation, but it does seem like a two-horse race. Um, What's interesting about this is right now the Philadelphia Eagles aren't at the height or peak of their play their quarterback is still hurting and banged up a little bit you've lost pieces defensively and so you're not talking about that team that was once 8-0 or the team that was once 13-1 and and so I think that those things are a part of your decision the San Francisco 49ers do have flaws and that quarterback we haven't necessarily seen Brock Purdy in this situation and also they've played the easiest strength of schedule in the entire league and still you say, yeah, but they better than everybody else. Yeah. And that's truly how it feels, Greeny. I think if there is a team that can make a run, I do believe it's the Dallas Cowboys mm. because I believe when they play their best ball, they're as close to those two teams as any other team in the NFC. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the on our screen right now. We have the other teams. If you told me I had to pick someone else to make, I guess it is Dallas. If it isn't Dallas... I actually think, for no obvious reason, I would say Tampa, as awful as they've it's been just all year long, just because yeah. they have Brady. Uh, it's very hard for me to picture anybody else making a run. RC, you are the best. Thank you for thank doing you, this Thank you, my guy. I apologize. And, and no thank you. How no. about that? I apologize on behalf of the Jets for not putting the Steelers <laughs> in the playoffs yesterday. And then, oh, by the way, giving up a safety on the last play that changed the spread in one of the worst <laughs> bad beats of all time. RC, thank you. Thank you, my man. Uh, a reminder, TCU Georgia tonight. Kickoff 730. ESPN Radio's got all your coverage. Uh, college football brought to you by Cross Country Mortgage with the best loan originators in the game. Cross Country Mortgage is dedicated to getting it done. Visit CCM.com today. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS 3029. Coming up my takes will include the best coach of all time doing the worst job of his career that's next this is greenie on espn radio greenie the podcast for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off 
your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, I'm Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The NFL regular season has come to an end. The national championship game in college football is set for tonight. You can't ask for a better day to be doing a talk show, and we are delighted you're along for the ride. In 30 seconds, I'll give you my five top takes from the uh, final Sunday of the NFL season. That's after this word from Vivid Seats. The football playoffs are here. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices. They're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Greenies Takes. All right. Time for my takes with the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around me. Hembo is here. Bubba and Cam are uh, with us in Bristol this morning. And I've got my five top takeaways uh, coming out of the final Sunday of the NFL season. Number five. I think Bill Belichick did his worst coaching job this year in New England. Hear me out. I think that for him to overcome what he overcame in his coaching staff was somewhat remarkable and a testament to how good a coach he is. However, I think the biggest problems, the primary things he had to overcome, were self-inflicted. I think hiring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to coach his offense, and the only reason that anyone didn't make a bigger deal of it at the time was you figure, well, if Bill's doing it, it has to make sense. Well, guess what? No, it didn't. And I would not be the... They, Mac Jones regressed this year to the point that it was impossible to watch. I feel sorry for the kid. Obviously, I've never met him, and I don't root for the Patriots. But I feel sorry for that kid. Because he knows much more about offensive football. The book on Mac Jones is how smart he is. That's a kid who knows much more about offensive football than the people who are coaching him. And if I'm Mac Jones, I want to know that I'm either getting Bill O'Brien or Cliff Kingsbury or, I don't know, Charlie Weiss, someone who has ever called a play in his life, or I want the heck out of there. And I think that was a terrible job by Belichick. Am I overstating that? You're not. So this year, Mac Jones finished 28th in our QBR metric. The only quarterbacks that he outperformed that were eligible for that leaderboard are Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, and Baker Mayfield. That's the entirety of the list of quarterbacks that he outperformed. When it was last year, he was like a fringe top 10 quarterback. They had a top 10 offense with Josh McDaniels calling plays. It's pretty evident to see why that happened. And he was making the, exactly the mistakes he doesn't make. Like the things that we think are his weakness, or at least that keep him... The reason he wasn't the first pick in the draft is because he doesn't have the enormous arm talent and all that kind of stuff. Those weren't the problems. 
He was making ridiculous decisions, the opposite of the things you would expect from Mac Jones. And I blame that on the coaching. And indirectly, or I guess directly, I have to blame it on Bill. I think Bill is the greatest football coach that ever lived, but I think he got much too cute on this thing here, and I think it cost him. And so in that regard, I think that the criticism of Belichick is 100% deserved, and I think he's got to make a change there before next year. Number four. All right, uh, my next is uh, no way Rodgers retires. I will be shocked if Rodgers retires off of this. I believe he will milk this for attention and then return. They all do it. Brett Favre did it. How many times? Brett Favre actually retired twice. Came back and played. And I believe that Rodgers will do it. I think Rodgers wants to take a little time for everyone to tell him how much we love him, how much we need him, how much we'd miss him, and then come back and play. Now, for the purposes of the planning of the Green Bay Packers and their season, which should be important to him, I hope he will let them know more quickly than he did last year because that probably cost them Devontae Adams and who knows what else. But he's Aaron Rodgers. You never know what he might do. But I am telling, first guessing this, I will be shocked if he retires. What do you think? Right now on ESPN, um, plus we have his cap hits for the uh, for his current contract. Next year it's $31.5 million. He makes $60 million next year. Like if Aaron Rodgers plays football next season, $60 million will cash. Do you know a human being that would elect to retire instead of do that? Here's the, I get it. I, I'm not even saying this, however, because of the money. Hmm. Like Rodgers is that rare athlete that A, has made it. How much money has he made in his career? You could look that up for me as I say B. So A is he's got all the money in the world. And B, he is that very, very rare athlete who will continue making millions and millions and millions of dollars for the rest of his life just by being Aaron Rodgers. So I don't I don't even think money is the biggest factor in this. How much has he made? Uh, $305 million just in salary. <laughs> okay, so he's made $305 right. And that's just in salary. And that doesn't take into account. I mean, he's got the discount double check. That guy's got all the money in the world plus $10, he as my father used to He is going to be say. paid an enormous amount for his next podcast as well. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not at all one who... I'm not even factoring in the money. Fair enough. I think he'll come back and play because those guys come back and play. Greening on ESPN Radio, my five takes. Number three. Uh, the Cowboys should have done what I said. They should have not played anybody. And, and you just heard RC. <laughs> Why did you snort at that? <laughs> uh, because we watching the Cowboys yesterday was a Shakespearean comedy and tragedy all wrapped into one. It was just Brutal. horrific. And we're going to get Bubba's takes on it in a minute as a Cowboy fan. But my takeaway, and, and RC actually offered the best explanation. That not all games are created equal. And that if I was sitting here last week saying, Philly's not going to lose this game to the Giants, to Davis Webb, that's not what's going to happen here. The Cowboys knew that too. And so who knows if their preparation was lax? Who knows if they didn't have it as they walked out onto that field yesterday? The only thing I know is they got obliterated by Sam Howell, (laughs) dropped a punt. Dak Prescott threw pick sixes on back-to-back plays. or They just dropped one of them. That was by far the worst performance of their season, and it certainly gives you all kinds of pause going into a, I, I think, a playoff game they have to have. We got the great one. I mean, I'm thank you to the NFL. They gave us that game on Monday night. Cowboys-Buccaneers will be one of the great. I can't even fathom the audience for that game, and I'm looking forward to it. <coughs> and I think there's all the pressure in the world on the Cowboys. We continue here. My top five 
takes from a Sunday in the NFL. Number two. Folk puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. And the Buffalo Bills, the radio network, they ran back the opening kick. I, I can't add anything to this that that anyone else hasn't already thought of and said. Like if you're asking me to try and tell you something profound about Naheem Hines running the opening kickoff back uh, in, in the first game after the Jamar Hamlin injury, I, I don't have the ability to do it. It's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's one of those many moments where the impossible happens in sports. Um, and I think, save for the New England Patriots and their fans, it was the best thing you saw in the NFL yesterday for everybody. So I, I will just leave it at that because, candidly, there's nothing I can add to the drama. Number one. And obviously, nothing about the Jets is actually number one in comparison to that. But I, I save it for last, and so it has to be number one. Let's lose the music on this one, Cam. I mean, wither the New York Jets. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting. Jet fans are an interesting bunch. So I am usually very hard on the Jets. I'm very hard on their coach. I'm very hard on their general manager. I don't just mean this particular coach and this particular general manager, but I am always one who is very critical of the organization, and the Jet fans get mad at me. You're not a true fan. You don't stand up. You're always saying bad things about us. And then yesterday I tweeted that if I were Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, I would be extremely upset about the way my season ended and I would be extremely upset about the Zach Wilson debacle. But I would not fire the general manager, and I would not fire the head coach. And the Jet fans are furious at me. So I don't know what to say. Hmm. I am immediately besieged with tweets, Greeny, you're an idiot. You don't care about the team. You don't love the team. They got to get rid of Salah. I don't see it that way. I think Robert Sala. I'm keeping receipts, right? That was his phrase at the beginning. I think he got a lot more right this year than he got wrong. The debacle that is the selection of Zach Wilson and the two years of non-development are a, a black mark on everybody's record. So Salah has to wear that. The general manager, Joe Douglas, has to wear that. And the offensive coordinator, Michael LaFleur, have to wear that. All of those coming after Zach Wilson, who himself has to wear it, who may very well, in two short years, have played himself out of the NFL, which is incredible. The fact that they couldn't even put him on the field yesterday, on the road, so you don't worry about even though there's a lot of Jet fans in Miami, whatever, on the road in a meaningless game, and you can't put him out there because he's so broken and or because the locker room just hates him that much, that is... A debacle. That, 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 that is an organizational catastrophe. Having said that, Joe Douglas just has gotten too many other things right for me to say you fire him. Because it's easy to say, oh, everyone knew Garrett Wilson or everyone knew Brees Hall. No, everyone didn't. I do the draft. I'm telling you everyone didn't. Garrett Wilson wasn't the first wide receiver selected. So I'm, I'm, I'm maybe Ahmad Gardner, everyone knew Sauce was going to be that good. But he wasn't the first pick in the draft either. So... The general manager got, a, <coughs> I'm so sorry, got a lot of things right. 
And the coach has gotten things right. I'll be shocked if they don't make a change at offensive coordinator. I don't see how in the world you don't. They didn't score a touchdown the last month of the season. They're the only one of only two teams in the last decade to go three consecutive games at any stage in the season without scoring a touchdown. It's embarrassing. So I believe they will change offensive coordinators. I, I'd be shocked if they don't do that. But I do not think they will fire the head coach, and I do not think they will fire the general manager. And if it were up to me, I would not fire either of them. Greeny with you. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, let's bring in the assembled members of the hashtag crew, and I'll start with Bubba. Bubba is a noted Cowboys fan. Uh, Bubba, that was a brutal day. I, mean, I don't even know what to say about that day yesterday. What do you say about it? Yeah, that was bad. Um, that was... That was pretty much one of the worst games I think I've ever, ever watched them play. Um, I think, yeah, at one point, so right before the the Cowboys finally scored and Dak scored that touchdown at the end of the first half, Dak's line was two for nine with 14 yards and an Animal House quarterback rating of (laughs) zero point. Zero. The Blutarski. I mean, it was just it was just unbelievable. And I think Olson made a, a uh, Greg Olson made a good point on the on the game when he was like, "At what point are you doing more harm than good?" Because I think McCarthy was just trying to get him to have one positive series and then take him out, but they just never had any positive series. So I, I mean, it was it was just frustrating. Can to I watch. cut you off there, Bubba? Yeah, yeah. could have done that at halftime. They uh, yeah, put together I, a nice drive. Yeah. He's diving for a first down. Then right. they, they don't rule that he had it, so they go for the fourth and one. Then he throws the touchdown to Lamb, and now it's halftime. That is, and 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 the Eagles. Yeah, that's probably been the, the spot. To take him out. out of the game. What are they doing? Right. Yeah. Now he played. They all all starters played way too long. Parsons, you saw, was all of a sudden getting hurt. It, it all that stuff makes no sense to me. I feel like NFL coaches in general leave all their players in way too long. However, the one thing I will say is this: last year. Cowboys played at Philadelphia in a game that didn't matter against the Eagles' backups. Cowboys blew them out. Dak threw five touchdowns. They scored 50 points on the road for the first time in team history. Then what happened? They looked unprepared, not ready to play a home game against the 49ers. So I'm not going to say there's any any correlation between how are you going to play in Week 18 and then the first week of the playoffs. Last year, we thought all the momentum was going to be, oh, they look great, we're going to be ready to go, we're rolling, we got a home game for Niners. They could not have looked worse and any more unprepared last year. So all that matters right now is we're starting fresh. It, honestly, it doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. The pressure right now is on Dak. Dak needs to step up. I hear Orlovsky saying he's having the worst year of his career. All that doesn't matter right now. If Dak comes through in the playoff, everything will make, will be good and we'll be, we'll be all set. So... I'm confident they're going to win in Tampa, and then we'll go from there, and we'll be okay. That's fair enough. You know what is interesting about it, though, is that the owner, Jerry Jones, he found, I I guess, a bright light or found the sunshine behind the clouds after that terrible performance yesterday when he said, We get to suck on that all week. I, I, I have got hmm. to be honest with you. I'm 55 years old, and I've never heard a person say exactly that. The expression is really... Any number of other things. Chew on that, but, but that that was a, yeah. We you know, uh, there's so many different ways to go about it. But stew I will say, on that. That, yeah, uh, we get to stew over it. We get to live with it. We get to you know whatever, whatever it is. It isn't that. No, right? so, it's not that verb. So the cowboys, wrong verb, Jerry. Yeah, they get to suck on that for a week, which is 
actually a week and a day because they don't play until Monday night. Right, we will hear from Hembo and Cam, the Eagles uh, representatives on the program as we continue next. I've got the spreads for this coming weekend, and I will make my Super Bowl prediction. All that on the way next after a word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop on by. We're rolling along on ESPN Radio. Zero point zero. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, I am Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. All right, the assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. I just gave you my top five takeaways from yesterday. Bubba just bemoaned the terrible performance of his Dallas Cowboys. We've not yet heard from the Philly contingent of the show Hembo, how did you feel about the return of Jalen Hurts yesterday, and how confident are you going into the playoffs as the one seed in the NFC? Well, I have to be much less confident than I was if you asked me that same question a month ago, because Jalen Hurts is clearly not close to 100%. It looked pretty ugly yesterday, but all things considered, the objective yesterday was to secure the one seed, which they did, 
and emerge from the game unscathed from an injury standpoint, which they also did. No team in the league needs to buy more than the Eagles do. They're banged up on both sides of the ball. I'm still going to pick the Eagles to win the conference, but they are most definitely not the prohibitive favorite that they were a month or two ago. Cam, how do you feel? Yeah, pretty similar to Hembo. I have no concerns whatsoever about the divisional round. I am very worried about playing the 49ers. Not just Hurts, a lot of the team needs to get healthy, and I think they're going to do that in the bye week. Perfect timing for it. Home field is all great. I have not a lot of confidence in them beating the 49ers, whether at home or away, and they will be at home, but that's a juggernaut right now. So when we look at it, the only team they can't play in the divisional round is San Francisco, right? So theoretically, anything else could happen. It's very hard for me to picture... Any other, let me ask you this. What's the worst case scenario? Who do you least want to see come in there in the divisional round, Hembo? Dallas. Dallas off a win is worst case scenario. Dallas has played us tough over the years. Dallas beat us uh, less than a month ago with Gardner Minshew. If they beat Tampa, it will presumably mean that they will be coming in with some kind of momentum. And with a rivalry like that, there's so much more emotion involved. The stakes are so much higher. I'm not all that interested in that. The Cowboys are still a 12 win team with a pretty impressive body of work. I don't want to see them. Yeah, Ryan Clark, actually, for those of you who were with us at the beginning of the show, he kind of turned me around a little bit on this thing when he said (coughs) the Cowboys players, they knew in that game and they knew all week they didn't have that much to play for. The Eagles weren't going to lose that game to Davis Webb. So maybe they didn't show up. They'll play better this week against. Well, let's put it. They better play better this week against Tampa. And then we'll see what happens from there. Okay, uh, Greeny with you. So uh, want to go through, I've got two things here that I want to do. I want to get my Super Bowl picks and I want to go through the point spreads for this coming weekend. Well, let's do the point spreads first and then, and then I'll hold on to the, so my Super Bowl picks. So let's do the games this weekend in the order in which they will be played. Hembo, what exactly is the order? It starts with the San Francisco game, right? That's the first game? That's right. The 49ers are a 10-point favorite over the Seattle in that one. 49ers are a 10-point favorite. Over Seattle. That, that feels like a very... I'm, I'm not suggesting I'm making my KOD picks now. We'll do those on Friday. But I just think it's worth considering a 10-point favorite. Give me the two games they played this year. I, I know San Francisco... I mean, they're in the same division, so I know they played each other twice. I'll let you scroll to them. What were the two games they played this year? How, I know San Francisco beat them a couple of weeks ago. So San Francisco won in week two, 27-7. And then San Francisco won in week... 15, with a different quarterback, 21 to 13. You know, the way you say Juan is really annoying. Really? I, I, yeah, and it's distracting. I'm, I'm going to ask you to stop doing that. We're trying to do a show. And you need to stop asking me questions for which there's a result involved. No, but Bubba. That's I mean, how I speak. Uh, Bubba, am I alone in saying that's just the most <sighs> annoying thing? Like when you say Juan, I can't focus on the other things you're no, saying. I mean, literally every single time. I don't think there's been a time he said it where I haven't said And then when Nuno was here, we bring it up. I assume every single – I've gotten texts about it from my friends. <laughs> just I'm change su- the phrasing. Just say just it say correctly. Say, How about that? How about just, just say beat them. How about it, San Francisco beat them? You, you, you can say that. Just sure. don't use that word. But, but did I hear correctly that it was actually one of the reasons Nuno left the show? Was that, wasn't that part of his exit interview? He, he brought – I didn't want to say it, but he, he mentioned it. Wow. This is why people shake nerds. <laughs> All right. Anyway, San Francisco is a, a, a prohibitive 10-point favorite at home. Chargers-Jaguars – that's a very hard game for me to figure. Here's the best thing about that game on Saturday night. The Chargers are a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. You're telling me that our analytics disagree? This is the only game for which that's the case. FPI says <laughs> the Jaguars are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So a four-point swing based upon what Vegas sees versus what our analytics see, that's pretty rare and uncommon. 
the best thing about this game, I mean, there are a lot of interesting things. There was no uninteresting NFL playoff game. But the most interesting thing about this is that in a league where Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have emerged as these dominant forces, are either of the two kids playing quarterback in this game ready to join that? I think most of us have thought for a while Herbert was that level of good. Are we starting to see that in Trevor Lawrence at the same time? The marriage of Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson has just been so good. I mean, you want to talk about what is the, from the ridiculous to the sublime, to go from just the utter clown show that was Urban to to what he's got now in Peterson, who is an outstanding, not only is he a very good coach, but an outstanding developer of quarterback. I mean, and Lawrence obviously is the goods. So that's the most interesting thing about that game. All right, so that's the Saturday. Then give me the Sunday games. What's the first one? Dolphins at the Bills. Bills are an 11-point favorite at yeah. home. I mean, that's – I can't imagine two was going to play in this game. That would seem to me to fly in the face of everything that people think is supposed to be important in pro football today. And maybe Bridgewater can play. Maybe he can't. And if it's Skylar Thompson, so be it. They're not beating the Bills no matter who plays quarterback. Um, and some things are just not worth it. I don't think Tua will play. What, what's the middle game? That's the Giant game? Giants at the Vikings. The Vikings are only a three-point favorite at home. Vegas views the teams as equals. I, I love the Giants in this game. Outright? Yeah, they're going to run the ball. They're going to take the time off the clock. They're gonna, that, that's a scary game if I'm the Vikings at home. Uh, and then the Sunday night game is the is the Bengals, right? Yeah, the Bengals are installed as a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Ravens without knowing who's playing quarterback for the Ravens. So if, if we find out that Lamar is playing, will that come down to like five points, four and a half? Probably five. I'm, I'm guessing, having not asked, I'm guessing that's already baked into the cake here. And it would be closer to 10 if they knew he wasn't playing. And then how much is, uh, is Dallas a favorite at Tampa? But only by three points. Hmm. I mean, only is it's a road game against Tom Brady. A favorite is a favorite. Anyway, there's your playoff lineup fascinating the question is who will emerge on both sides of the bracket to play in the super bowl and the good news is i will answer that question next thanks for listening to greenie the podcast you can listen live each weekday morning at 10 eastern on espn radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the espn app also catch greenie on get up weekday mornings at 8 on espn and also available wherever you get your podcast.